I'm hitting record before we miss any more gold. Cool. Um, so, hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Drumroll, please. Um, we spoke to Josh Francis uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe like three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. That's when this goes out. <clears throat> and um, he, he, we spoke to him for quite a long time. Um, so we are putting this out as two parts just because we've always said we want to try and keep the podcast to under an hour. And just going through and editing it, it's looking like it's going to be like closer to an hour and a half. So we figured let's do it over a couple of weeks. Um, He's super interesting, isn't he? So we didn't want to cut him off. And This uh, is it. Yeah, I could have cut some stuff out, but there's nothing, you know, having gone through it, there's nothing I really wanted to lose. So, you know, let's let's do it in two parts. Um, Yeah, super nice guy. He was talking to us in... Las Vegas, and he was just yeah. about to drive to California, which is which is mad for us here, being in the UK. Yep, just a quick eight-hour drive over to California, um, and then flying back to Florida, where he currently lives. Yeah. So it's probably worth saying who he is. Yeah. I mean, he's a photographer. He's just a... I feel rude saying it, but he's just a random photographer that I found on Instagram. And I was going to say, yeah, talk, talk to him how we how we got to, well, yeah. how we started talking to him. It was, it was through yourself, wasn't mm. it? So, yeah, for all intents and purposes, like, he is just a, he's a photographer. He's not just a photographer. He's somebody whose work I saw, I think I was following him, um, and, I, and I saw a photo come up, and I thought, wow, it's great, checked out some more of his work and just thought, this is brilliant. Like he's doing- This amazing. was prior to front, wasn't it? This is prior yeah, yeah. to- this was last year. This is probably, yeah. well, I don't know, like summer, something last year. For like stunning work, absolutely amazing stuff. And he, um, I just messaged him. We've mentioned it on the podcast before that I bought a random print from a random photographer and that's kind of why we started front. So this is that person. This is who that was. I messaged him. Have you got any prints for sale? He said, well, no, I, I don't think he made that noise. He said, no. And he said, um, I've, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about getting some done and um, I'll come back to you when I've got it sorted. And it, he's in America and he got it printed and posted over here. It was all, you know, it took a time for him to get it sorted out. It was all a bit of hassle. And this kind of started this thought process of, well, there should be a, a solution to this. There should be a website. It's got to be an easier way, right? Yeah, why can't he, why isn't there a website where he can create a profile and the print gets printed in the uk and just sent to me because i was like thinking just i'll pay you whatever you want for the for the print but just send me the jpeg and i'll yeah well you know (laughs) obviously within you know a 50 pound limit but you know i was like pay me what i'll I'll still pay you you know if you're gonna make 50 quid or 50 dollars from the print after you've paid for the printing and shipping, I'll pay you that, but just send me the JPEG and I'll get it printed. But I've, you know, 
I think it was the first time he'd done it, but it was the first time he'd done it. And I just thought, I'll just leave him to it. And he, yeah, a couple of months probably later, he came back and said, right, here we go. Print, come and, you know, uh, do you still want it? So, yeah. And then probably three weeks later, you know, it right, probably more than that, to be honest, it arrived on my doorstep, got a frame made. And then started thinking, oh, this is great. I really like having a print of somebody's work instead of just seeing it as a tiny little thing on Instagram. Going to get some of my own work printed. Where can I sell it? Well, would anybody buy it? Do I want to risk getting a load of stuff printed? All that stuff that led us into going, we should create something that, you yeah. know. That, that, we were talking about it, like, obviously, you, you spoke to me about, your thought process and then we kind of came together and mm. alas front was born weren't it yeah yeah it developed exactly. quickly over that time wasn't it yeah well and it is still being born it's still yeah what's the word in utero being <laughs> it is still well yeah that, to be fair that might be a good way to get into a little bit about front and what's going on at the moment mm-hmm. so by the time you're watching this you might have seen, if, if not, go and have a look, the photo that we posted. Mm. I'll put of, it up here. Yeah. <laughs> a print then, screen, uh, well, not even a print screen, a photo of a laptop where yeah. we're working on the website, but you've got a sneak peek to one of the pages. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not super exciting to look at, but it's proof that we are working on something, I guess. I think it's pretty exciting. Like I was excited by it, like sharing it, and I think it looks cool. Somebody commented yeah. saying it's really nice and clean looking. Like yes, it yes, is. that is exactly what we want. Really nice, and it's probably going to be like like dark and light mode as well. So um, you can is the one the image that we shared is the light mode, but you'll be able to switch between the two. Um, <clears throat> but we're going to send an update email um, at some point this week. Yeah, because obviously we keep going on about you guys, getting you guys to register to our mailing list, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And if you have, that's awesome. We really, really appreciate it. Um, but you've probably noticed that you haven't got any emails yet. Um, oh, actually, no, I think we sent out one, didn't we? You get one yeah. email. You get an email when you subscribe. I should probably check yeah. what that says. That probably says something like, Front will be launching on the 1st of April because <laughs> yeah. I wrote it and then forgot. Uh, well, haven't checked it since. Um, but obviously, you know, we, we've been delayed now. You know, probably a bit hopeful in terms of what we, when we wanted to launch, but we want to make sure it's it, yeah. it on to, to what we want and what we're envisioning. Yeah, but we um, never really shouted about a date or a specific date or even, you know, we were hopeful. It, we were hopeful a couple of months ago we were hopeful for may but that was perhaps the end of may but we're still you know it's just there's so much that we can do with it and there's so much that we want to do with it and we want to make it awesome we don't want people to start using it and be like well it's well clunky and it crashes and just bits don't work properly and the stats don't pull through and all that kind of stuff so uh we want to make sure it works like beautifully and there's so many cool ideas that we've got for it that we just want to get them all well as many as possible in there without delaying the launch there'll be more stuff that we'll add after we've launched but there's some real fundamental um cool things that we want to be 
part of it when we launch. Um, Basically, it is worth the wait. And so, yeah, well, that, yeah. yeah, I'm going to say that. It's, it's a bold statement, but it'll be worth the wait because um, we don't want it, you know, we could push it out, we could rush the website and push it out there, but then you'll go on it and won't be that blown away. And uh, yeah, we want to make it mm. all it can be, especially yeah. the ideas that we keep having, which we're working yeah. on, developing on. Um, so yeah, but yeah, if you have subscribed to the mailing list, that, that is awesome. We really, really appreciate it. But we're never going to be those people that send you out an email every couple of days harassing you with mm. some kind of weird promotion or anything. There isn't going to be any of that. Um, it's just going to be really simple. We just want you to register so we have a gauge on how many people are going to be signing up to the website when we launch. Um, and then we can judge kind of what the audience will be on there to make sure it runs smoothly. Mm, yeah. So there's a link in the description to go and sign up for it if you haven't already. Probably you have if you're watching this, but you never know. Um, and plus, if you do register, I'm pretty sure we can say, can't we, that when we do launch, you will be one of the first people to know and there will be some kind of we're not too sure on the exact details but there'll be a, there'll be a launch offer put it that way yeah uh, yeah there'll be yeah there'll be a price for the pro account which will be discounted at launch but if you're on the mailing list you'll get an exclusive extra discount basically yeah yeah but obviously no pressure at all it, it, it is a free to use website a lot, a lot of pressure. pressure oh no pressure to no, no pressure, no, no pressure to go straight into the pro account. Obviously, mm. it, there's, there's a free version, which is going to be awesome. And then there's going to be an upgraded pro mm. account version, like there is a lot of things nowadays. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot we're working on. There. Yeah, but it will be like if you do take that kind of plunge into the pro thing when we launch, it will be super like good value launch price and everything. So... You know, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Some that's it. That's all we need to say at the moment. Isn't it? Stay tuned for the email, and if you haven't, tell him, tell all your friends, family, pets to to register. Mm. Yeah, and by the end of the week, that includes this coming weekend because uh, <laughs> I don't know what day I'm going to send it on, but it will be uh, before Sunday, let's say. Uh, before the I don't know if anyone noticed as well. Whoever's listening to this, who is also. Um, in the analog wonderland family who gets one of their wonder boxes oh yeah yeah i don't know have you got have you got an example there luke i'll put it uh flash flash on the screen so yeah analog wonderland that's where we buy our well most of the time we buy our film from there um they have like a what they call a wonder box where you can subscribe pay a monthly amount and they will send you film every couple of months um, it's all a bit random you, you know you're not too sure what you're getting which is great because you get to try new film stock out um, but yeah in their box they gave well we put in there some flyers some front flyers mm. um, which I personally haven't got one yet but um, you've got I've one, got one because I'm yeah. a subscriber yeah um, uh, what was I going to say in the, did you see the film that they talked about today in the video? No, I haven't watched it yet. I actually watched the Color Plus video earlier, mm. the Color Plus review, but I haven't watched the new one yet. So I ISO zero point eight. Yeah, it's mad. Less than one, um, mm. and it's a positive film. 
so it the colors aren't inverted yeah when you develop it it's really good did that come in the wonder box yeah that's what they do oh, no, the that's why they... yeah all the uh, videos okay. they do are videos of the wonder box yeah so yeah if you are if you are registered to get a wonder box then you would have noticed the the, the front flyer um if not Go check Wonderland. Uh, go check out Analog Wonderland. Yeah. Look what's in there. You probably won't be able to see that written in Sharpie. Is that is that my film? It says Jamie on it. I actually developed. If you tuned in last week, you. You would, yeah. If you tuned in last week, you definitely would have known Luke fucked up my roll of film when he was developing it. But uh, I'm hopeful that he's uh, done this one all right. I've done a roll of 35 mil, and it's obviously piece of piss. So that's fine. I scanned all mine in and finished doing them today. Yeah. Uh, all right. Some photos. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. You had to say? We were going to do, I was going to do a quiz with you, but like, there's no time. No, this, this is a long episode. People don't want to stay listening. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's already two parts. And um, <clears throat> we've done now done like a 20 minute intro or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, enjoy Josh Francis. Drop a message if you've got any questions for him, or pass them on. I'm, well, I'm sure he'll see them. Um, find yeah, find him on Instagram. There's a link in the description. Yeah, give him a follow. Check out his work. He's Super, got like three Instagram accounts. Has he? Yeah, I found another one the other day. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting guy without giving too much away. Listen to it, watch us, talk to him, whatever. Um, and yeah, let us know what you think. And obviously, yeah, this is this is the prime example because the only podcasts we've put out so far in terms of interviewing someone or talking to someone have been ambassadors of front. Um, so yeah, we will happily talk to you if you want to be on here. Just drop us a message, send us an email, and yeah, we can arrange time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Enjoy. Ross Francis, here we go. I will start with saying that um, you're one of the people I've been most excited to speak to out of everybody that we've been getting on because, um, well, the print that I bought off of you months and months ago was like the catalyst for why we started doing this because I started speaking to Jamie about like I bought this print and I'm going to get some made of my own and maybe is there somewhere that we can sell them and blah 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 and then it was kind of like I showed him the print that you sent me and um and then just the fact that we'd started like speaking semi-regularly on Instagram was like, it was a really nice, totally random like thing to do because you were just a totally, well, you know, like random person. I just said, hey, are you selling, um, are you selling any prints? So I don't know if that's worth me explaining right now. Like I messaged you on Instagram and said, I love this photo have you got any prints for sale and I think a couple of months later you came back um after saying you know yeah I will do eventually I gave you the cold shoulder for two months <laughs> yeah yeah and you said right I'm ready do you want to do you want to buy a print and I was like yeah and um it by doing that it made me think wouldn't it have been great if there was uh 
place where you could have uploaded it to and I could have bought it through and it would have like totally simplified that whole process but we're not here to like promote what we're doing but that's how we kind of got started speaking which I thought was quite a you know interesting thing to to mention and since then like we've spoken quite a lot like you certainly the person I've spoken I probably speak to the most on Instagram I reckon um which is yeah but we've never spoken yeah yeah but we've never spoken in in real life so it's really weird um but really nice so uh that aside we um like it'd be really interesting to find out more about you and how you got started in photography and kind of where you are now with it with what you're doing I think, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I kind of got a weird start in photography. I was actually an industrial designer. I was in school for industrial design and they gave us, they want us to buy cameras to start like documenting our projects. And I bought a camera or I had a camera bought for me because I was a poor student. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I started taking pictures of my stuff and I absolutely hated photography couldn't stand it. Uh, it was confusing to me. I didn't, I, I couldn't kind of wrap my head around it. And, uh, but I started kind of getting the general idea of how to take photos with this, you know, the Dinky Nikon D3200, everybody's like starter. Camera. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wound up having this uh, internship like a couple years later and I was supposed to take a photo of some of the products and they wanted them taken outside and it was kind of a rainy day. So I wasn't able to, and the rain wasn't letting up. And this is the most random story I, I promise, but <laughs> it, there was this bench outside that had this like little fungus growing on it. And it was like this red, like really pretty looking life just kind of growing on this bench. And I took a picture of it. And then I looked out and I was like, oh, I think I love photography. And I just from that one photo, and it wasn't like a great photo, nobody would care about it, but for whatever reason, it just struck a chord with me. And I was just like, oh, I wanna do this like for the rest of my life. So, you know, I started investing in like getting a better camera and just kind of progressing a little bit more and just adding it to everything I, I did. So- Quickly got the bug after taking that photo. Basically, and I got it bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I started just taking photos all the time and I was bugging, you know, friends and classmates, all this stuff, just taking photos. Um, for our senior um, thesis, I took all of our photos for the show. And again, it was just like more and more. I just kept loving it and loving it. And uh, of course, after I graduated, I wound up not using my industrial design degree and I wound up doing graphic design. So, <laughs> you know, um, which I incorporated photography with that as well. And, you know, start doing a little bit of architecture photography, some portraits. Um, a friend of mine has like a fashion line, so I kind of do some uh, photos for him. And yeah, so I just kind of bounce around just adding it to whatever I do. Um, I got into film photography a little bit and uh, around the time when, I, uh, when Luke, when you reached out to me, I was at my job in California with COVID going on. I was actually in the process of getting laid off, which was yeah. an interesting situation. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you saying that now, of course. So like, yeah, I was in transition. I was moving. I was trying to get settled. And I was just so surprised that you had even asked for a print because no one had ever really like approached me for anything like that before. So I was just like, oh, wow. So I was like really, really flattered. And I was like really hyped to get something created. So 
I found this thing and, and just went for it. And unfortunately, that whole situation was weird, which led to where you guys, what you guys are kind of yeah. doing now a little. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm just a freelance photographer, mm. travel around taking photos. Uh, just, yeah, just trying to enjoy life a little bit, coming up to the sunny locations. Yeah, that's <laughs> Well, we know now, but where are you at the moment? Oh, I'm in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada right now. And you're heading to California latest day. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm living a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so casually. But to us, that's like so far away, obviously. But it's the dream. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, are you, are you going to be working in Vegas whilst you're there, or you just there as like a stopover? I uh, just as a stopover. So I was literally, I flew in Monday. I got to my uh, hotel at like eleven at night. Spent all day yesterday here have my morning here and then I'm heading straight to California. I'm not the biggest Vegas guy. I'm yeah. not a gambler or a drinker. So like, there's not too much for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've been to Vegas once. Uh, yeah. I would say, I, I don't know if I'd go back. Um, I was, <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I had a reason to be there, it'd be okay. But yeah, it's definitely an acquired taste. I think. Um, definitely. Vegas. The only thing I know about, well, I just imagine the hangover, but in real life, that's the only that's the only thing I can say about it. Or fight, fighting, boxing, or UFC, whatever it is. Yeah. There's a lot of both here, so I think uh, you're not too far off with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were in um, California before, because that's the photo that I uh, got from you. That was taken in California, which I assumed that was where you were still living. But by that point, when we were speaking, you've moved down to Florida. So you're kind yeah. of, you're living in Florida now full time. Is that right? Yeah, I'm in Florida full time, uh, doing some freelance work out there and some contract stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I was out in California for like three years. Uh, it's just a lot of people love having the photos taken. Nobody cares if you're walking around with a camera. So it's just one of those really sweet places that you can just go and create art and just kind of involve yourself with sort of the beauty of, just the everyday life that people go about. And that's kind of one of the things that I love about photography is kind of showing, I don't know, showing the world. People walk by every day and they kind of don't notice the beauty that's around them. But when you can kind of capture it in a photo and then show it to them, just to show that kind of moment of time where something beautiful happened that nobody noticed, but it's there and it's just there for the taking. Uh, it's, yeah. I, I feel like California is, is a special place uh, where stuff like that happens. And, you know, always with those big cities like New York. And, um, yeah, it just does something to my heart that I, I can't really explain. But uh, I suppose yeah. the same thing with, like, all photographers. Because you know, I, I, I said to Luke earlier, I actually went out with my friends the other day just for a little drive around, uh, just to go out and take some photos. And he was always having a go at me saying, why are you driving so slow? But... I was driving slow to take in what was around me to see not only if there's anything worth taking a photo, but you appreciate what is around you way more. You look at things that you wouldn't normally look at on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think that's all photographers are like that. It, whatever level you're at, it, it slows you down. It lets you take things in a lot more. And then, yeah, hopefully you'll get something that, that interests you enough to, to pull the camera out, right? Absolutely. And again, like that's just the beauty of it. And you know, I've been following uh, you guys for a little while, uh, Jamie, a little after Luke. But I, again, like looking at, uh, I spend, I, maybe I spent too much time on Instagram and on Pinterest. <laughs> but uh, I love looking 
looking at people's photography and just art in general. I've always been a big art fan. Uh, I'm not the most talented guy in the world, but just being able to surround myself, not physically, especially these days, but digitally with um, artwork, you know, seeing how you guys capture things where you're from. And I follow people from Brazil, from Thailand, from all around the world and just seeing sort of how they view life through their lens is always just inspiring to me. And then kind of bringing that back and trying my best to kind of, you know, take that inspiration, create something of my own here. Uh, yeah, so all that to say, like, it's, it's really inspiring seeing everybody's work and seeing what you guys do, you know, uh, uh, in the UK and, and the things that you guys are able to create and just, yeah, I've never been there, but seeing life through your eyes is, it blows my mind up like every time, so yeah. It's funny you say that, because we, we were having this conversation the other day, weren't we, Luke, where, where we might walk around our hometown or what, you know, country even and everything to us looks the same so like when we take a photo it's like ah oh, you know it's nothing spectacular in our eyes you, you know fair enough you get the odd moment and stuff but then when we look at your work or other people's work you can go wow i want to go there because that looks so different to our normal your but you might be the same you might get used to taking photos of your normal but to us it blows our mind so it's, it's just weird isn't it it's finding that balance yeah yeah, I agree. I think that there's um, there's a link I'll put to uh, someone, I can't remember their name, but they're a French photographer and he just takes pictures of these like um, houses that have been built, but it's on this whole complex where they've not been finished. So they're these kind of beautiful but unfinished structures and yeah. it's just this weird kind of thing, but like essentially they're just pictures of houses but they look kind of different to what I see every day but I do feel like that yeah like you say that's what we were talking about if I took a picture of like the front of my house you might see it and be like whoa that's really cool and I might think the same thing but to me it's just it's really boring like it's not interesting at all but it looks different I'm guessing to what you see every day and kind of vice versa um it still looks different to what I see every day. So when I see your photos, I'm saying, um, that's cool, even though I know where it is, but I've never thought about looking at it. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird, isn't it? You mentioned about industrial design. Like, what um, what is industrial design? Because it sounds fairly self-explanatory, but, like, can you explain what it is? Yeah, that's, like, the weird thing, is that as self-explanatory as it sounds, it's actually really weird and confusing. Um, it's <laughs> So it's technically like the design of like products and ergonomics and and uh, systems to kind of make life a little bit easier so but it kind of encompasses everything so industrial design can be your shoes um industrial uh, design can be how you kind of interact on a website the ux ui design it can be a camera a tablet it's a little bit of uh, everything um so like it's products that you use but it's funny when i was in school I always saw it as product design, but when I would talk to my professors, they were like, yeah, but it's not product design though. I'm just like, well, then I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So it's kind of, it just could be a capsule term for everything. Uh, a little bit. So like when I was doing it, I was into soft goods. So I was like making bags and I at one point wanted to create, you know, and develop sneakers and shoes. Uh, so I did like a lot of leather work. Um, so it's, yeah, it's kind of, 
everything and nothing all at the same time because even with industrial design it's also a lot of research as well which was pretty fascinating to me uh, a project that we had or well my senior thesis was developing a shoe uh, a military combat boot for service members and a lot of it is just kind of going out and seeing how they interact with the footwear how they wear what are their routines um what are the stress points of the shoes and things of that nature so that can kind of be industrial design all in itself just kind of doing that research but then you can also add in the aspect of okay how do I take this research and develop something that solves all of these issues that I found with it and give it to them or market it toward them so it's it's this weird I really don't know how to explain it I don't think my professors knew how to explain it it's just this catch-all thing that is out there yeah I suppose that gives you a lot of it gives you a lot of freedom to put your own stamp on it so to speak though because if you're doing your own research that means you can put your own ideas into it of how it'll work why it'll work and then you also get to pitch it yourself right so yeah it makes it a lot easier in that aspect but at the same time it's, it's very complicated it's it's i don't even it's just a weird thing but I, I i absolutely agree like you get to sort of you get to have your hands in it and your personality in it from start to finish and I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I was a very talented industrial designer. A lot of my classmates are way more talented than I am. Um, and it shows with you know what they do now. But yeah, it's it's this thing where you can really be involved and just kind of help it grow and kind of see your baby almost out in the world and people are using this item, this camera, this phone, this shoe, or whatever it may be. And it's just like, yeah, like I made that. I because my stamp is on that, uh, so to speak. So it's an interesting job and field. What's been, what's been the coolest thing you've designed or made or crafted coolest that you like? Well, for me, I was I love like small, simple things. Um, uh, so I love like leather bags, like leather cases, wallets, and things like that. So I made this leather uh, journal cover, and I made a pocket for like my iPad, my phone a couple notebooks and it was just this really cool rugged looking piece everything was handmade hand cut and then I laser etched um, a little logo into it a, a very poor logo but uh, a little logo I had at the time and I still have it it's just this really cool little rustic looking piece that almost looks like it's 60 years old but I made it like four or five years ago so to me that's probably my favorite uh, thing that I've ever made I took bunch of fancy photos of it because i'm a nerd but <laughs> yeah so what, well just going back to so you're saying that you were um involved with like these army style boots or whatever the project might be if you're out in the fields so to speak in whatever it is yeah is that like a, a a period of like a couple of months or a couple of weeks or a couple of years i just wondered if you could relate that to photography so does it give you the opportunity to whilst you're in your research phase are you able to document those things while you do it? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. So since I was a student, I, I didn't have access to like going to like real military situations, but I, had, I did have access to speaking to military personnel. Um, but yeah, you know, you you do interviews and you can kind of set up the camera, do talking head interviews, document how they interact with it, like how they go through their day. Um, and yeah, just kind of document the whole process. So it's almost like it's not even almost it's literally kind of documentary photography where you just kind of follow this person around and okay how do they interact with it how do they put it on how do they lace it up how do they take it off 
under what certain circumstances, which I wasn't able to capture the circumstance because I'm not, I wasn't in the field with them, but, you know, and I kind of had to hear their stories, but uh, yeah, this, some of the gruesome things that goes on, even with something as simple as boots is, and the insight that you get from it, it's just this kind of, like one person, the, the boot rubbed the top of the, the skin, the skin off the top of their foot, like the boot rubbed it away. So when they took off their boot, their foot was bloody and the skin was gone off the top of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's gruesome. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, so just like taking pictures and it was a weird project. So a lot of them didn't want me photographing their feet, which I understand. <laughs> yeah, there's like a specialist market for that, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe not feet covered in blood, but. Maybe there's, yeah, there is for everything, I guess. Well, I just wonder, because like, I've, I've looked at your work and stuff like that, and I, I personally love your portrait photography. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Like, it's creative, but it's also, again, not, not as some specialist who knows a lot about portrait photography in particular. Never mind. Yeah, but, but I'm drawn to it. But I didn't know if those were, had come from shoots or through work. Um, or kind of like the process for you to to get some of those th those shots. Oh, so <clears throat> a lot of them usually wind up coming through work. So I work in graphic design usually, and I add kind of photography as a part of that. So uh, that's how I wound up doing a bit of the architectural photography. And a lot of the portrait ones are people that are just you know not in comfortable in front of the camera, not really used to having their photo taken. Um, so it's, it, those are always kind of interesting moments. And I feel like I get some good shots, but I always feel like I'm always getting lucky with those photos because I have them for like maybe two minutes where they've got like that nice boost of confidence and then it's gone and then they're, you know, sulking and this, that and the other. It's just like, I hope I'm not, and again, like, like I said, I'm not an expert with portrait photography or anything like that. I'm not an expert at photography in all, at all, but just capturing those little moments you know, at work uh, or sometimes from a photo shoot, I'm usually working with people who aren't models and are generally uncomfortable in front of the camera. So, which has been kind of interesting for me because I'm more of an introvert myself. So working in or doing some uh, portrait photography, I generally have to be very expressive and I have to try and make them laugh and loosen, uh, loosen them up. I don't know if you can tell by my monotone voice, it's kind of difficult for me, but... <laughs> <laughs> it definitely doesn't come across like that and yeah, certainly yeah, I, I appreciate that because <laughs> we we spoke to people that specialize in portrait photography or you know have a keen eye for it or, or just really enjoy it but everyone's kind of process how they actually get a model or who, who they're photographing is different so it's interesting to kind of learn that because um, I always think like oh I want to take some portraits I'm just going to text a couple of friends but then you see people's portfolios and you just wonder how they get to that next stage especially if it's not through kind of like paid work so it's interesting yeah. to know how, how you take those so yeah that gives us a bit more of an insight to it. Oh yeah I'm, I'm super I'm like bottom of the barrel kind of with it. <laughs> but I just, yeah, like I, when I'm at work, uh, if they need like portraits done, I'll, I'll take the portraits. Uh, like I said, for my friend, his uh, uh, clothing brand that he's doing, he asked me to take the photos for that as well. And uh, we had an amazing model that he found on Instagram come in that, you know, I'm now friends with. Uh, recently, she actually moved to Mexico, which was like really cool. But 
Yeah, so it's it's I'm I'm kind of like this catch-all kind of person where it's just like if you throw something at me, I'm gonna give it my best to try and capture a great photo. <laughs> I don't know how well it's gonna come out. I think I'm more of a documentary photographer than anything else. So I kind of have to navigate these interesting sort of feelings with portrait photography, with architectural photography, with all these different styles that I don't think necessarily come natural to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I yeah, that's what I like about your work though, because you can see that in, whether it be portrait or your other photos, whatever it might be, they're kind of random, but so it kind of fit, you kind of get the feeling that you are just documenting where you happen to be that day, if you know what I mean? So, which I like, not just like, just black and white portraits or just landscape photography or just architecture. It, you clearly just have the camera with you and you've got the initiative to get it out and take a photo of what you might like and then obviously get great results from it, which I think is important. I, I appreciate the kind words. I guess like, that's kind of what I, I do. I always have a camera with me, either a film camera or my digital. And yeah, I'm just roaming around. I like when I go to California, I find I'm going back to Venice Beach and I could walk around for like five, six, seven hours just straight, just taking photos and waiting for sunset and capturing the sunset. I it's I think random is the perfect word for my style, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of yeah, in a very complimentary way, don't worry. Cool. So yeah, Josh, tell us what what cameras have you got at the moment? What's your go-to? Well, the cameras I have at the moment, I use a Nikon Z6, um, and I went the blasphemous route, and I use a Canon FD 50 millimeter 1.4, <laughs> and uh, a lot of Canon glass. Actually, the old film lenses on there. Um, yeah. And for my film, I use a Mamiya C330 and I use a Yashica 124 Mat G. Those are my, that's my, my main setup. Okay, is, is the Yashica a little, is that like a small sort of rangefinder type thing? I don't know what those are. Oh, it's uh, actually, I thought it was like a box camera. I might be wrong. Ah. Oh no, you're, you're right. It's uh, got it actually right here. It's this oh, little wow. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, wow okay like a twin lens yeah yeah I, I, do you to go out on the street with that is that kind of a you're not really um blending in i guess when you're walking around with something like that like it's quite noticeable but do you kind of yeah. do you quite like that about it um i i, I think it kind of it harkens back to my randomness of it of I guess maybe the chaos of being out on the street and kind of trying to capture something. I used to shoot with um, Fujifilm before I switched to the Nikon, which I am actually planning on switching back to Fujifilm, funny enough. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but people would always notice my camera and they would like come and talk to me and it would kind of, in a way, ruin the initial moment, but it would also open opportunity to another moment where mm -hmm. I was, you know, I just asked them, well, hey, can I get, you know, a portrait of you, a picture and, and people, Again, being out in certain places, people always enjoy having their photo taken. Mm. And it's, it's kind of funny. I, I used to, not to go off on a side tangent, but I'm also an illustrator and I've been drawing my whole life. And I always thought it was interesting that I could draw just about anything for the most part. Uh, not to say like I'm the most talented guy, but people would always ask me for one thing and one thing always, and it's, can you draw me? And <laughs> okay. I always thought that was an interesting kind of take and it's kind of moved on with photography as well. It's if I have a camera, can you take a picture of me? And 
people are very open to it and, and engaging with it and they make faces and and it, yeah it just develops into this new sort of moment that mm. I hadn't expected but it's almost like an icebreaker so when I bring this out and people like look at it, it's like oh like what's going on like can you take my picture can you you know can I get your information can you send it to me later and, and it becomes almost like this little relationship that we have in this pocket of time and yeah I mean I, I, I absolutely love it so I don't see it as a negative or a positive it's just yeah just another just... yeah it's just another aspect of the chaos of the moment I guess I think if someone sees you with a camera like that, though, especially by the sounds of it, what California's like, if it's pretty chilled out, people like having their photos taken. If you're walking around with a camera like that, people are going to be more intrigued and then ask you and then you have a chat for a few minutes to take a photo and you're on your way. Where in England, if you did that, you'd probably get, I don't know, bottled or something. But um, <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's nice people there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the idea of like walking up to people and asking them for, for their photo uh which is what i always wanted to do when i first was why i wanted to buy a camera and i never really did it so i don't know i do feel like maybe it's something you should start doing but maybe during a pandemic it's not the best i started yeah. doing it before lockdown but mm -hmm. i was only using the rico the rico gr2 yeah so if you stop someone and ask them to take a portrait with a tiny little point and shoot which is a powerful camera mm. oh yeah but it doesn't really give you the sense that yeah, you know, it, it, you're just like, why are you taking a photo of me with that little thing when they don't really realize what the camera is? But if you have like an old looking camera or film camera, people are more more likely to respond. I think I might be wrong, yeah. but There's, there is a certain amount of like looking the part. And if you yeah. say to somebody, look, the, the GR2 has got the same sensor as a Canon DSLR, and actually it's got a much sharper lens. <laughs> like it's still like it looks like a little camera you'd buy to take on holiday or something. It's kind of I like that, Jamie, you had that book as well, didn't you? That you got printed up of portraits? Yeah, I can't remember who who I saw that. Um, I, I must have watched Sean's video. I can't, I can't remember who it was. It might have been like Willem or Corey Wolfenberg or mm. whoever it was. But they said, to, in fact, I'm pretty sure it was Willem. But he was, he was saying, if you carry around a small little book of your own work, when you approach someone... If they get a bit funny or in your face, you can just say, look, I, I document the people in my town or whatever it might be. So, yeah. But annoyingly, the book that I got printed is just a little bit too big to put around, like carry around in my pocket. So I'm going to get another one done. Uh, right, but yeah, I feel yeah. like also like I've got more portraits now. But before yeah. I was just kind of putting what I thought was the, the best photos that I'd taken at the time. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like something like that is at least a bit of ammo to have in your pocket in case someone gets a bit funny with you. Yeah, it's a good idea. I really like it. But yeah, you need it to be like A6 or something kind of... Yeah, yeah, just something size. Something that can get, get bashed around and not really have to worry about it. Yeah. And what was your other what was your other camera? You said about a Mamiya. I don't know how you, oh, you um, say that. C-something or other? A C330. It's kind of like this guy except on steroids. It's giant and it's heavy. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't generally travel with that one. That one's like, if I'm going to do like a serious portrait or something like that, I'll bring out the, uh, the Mamiya one. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's this big hulking camera and that one definitely is a showstopper. I get asked from everybody about that yeah. one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, 
I think it's really fun. And I, funny enough, I saw that same video about having the little booklet of your photography, and I, I did the same thing myself. Yeah. Can you remember who it was? I can't, I can't remember who it was. I follow so many like photographers, I can't remember who it was. I'm, I'm sure there's multiple people that do it, to be fair. Oh, for sure. And I know I follow um, Valandez, and uh, funny enough, I saw it from him, and he mentioned it from the original photographer, which I think was... I can't remember who the I can't remember who the original is either, but but yeah, I kind of saw that and I was like, that's actually a great idea. So I, I made up a little booklet too that uh, I don't have with me, unfortunately, which kind of defeats the purpose. But yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just love those like little tidbits that these like really talented guys and talented women kind of put together that yeah, just kind of make me want to go out and try new things and and kind of step outside of my comfort zone and show off my work on the street and see what people have to say. You know, it's, it's yeah. definitely an interesting. It's a confidence experience. as well though, isn't it? You, you know, you've got the confidence to ask someone. Me, me and Luke yeah. went out today and I stopped a guy and asked to take his photo and he, he was fine. To be fair, I think he was a little bit drunk, so it didn't really matter. But uh, <laughs> do you remember that guy with his little dog? Oh yeah, yeah. There yeah, was something like going on. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely uh, not 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 sober. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, you know, you think of Valandez. He's got such a following now that I'm pretty sure he can just put a post out and be like, "Who's available today?" And he's got ten people on his doorstep, which is which is awesome. It, it, I mean, he's great. Yeah. I think, um, and again, this not to keep talking about California as a place, but like going around and asking people out there, it's 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 really it's just fun like you meet these super strange and interesting people and everybody wants their photo taken uh, for the most part uh some people i run into i ask for a portrait and they think i'm some weirdo and so and obviously it's always the time i never have my book with me so i always feel like an idiot but uh <laughs> but just those like moments talking to people they're like they'll tell you all about their life and where they're from how they got to where they are and yeah, it's just hearing some of those stories is just they're wild because like nobody in California or LA is from California or LA for the most part. So right. they all have this interesting tale of I came from Chicago, I came from Australia, I came from Canada, you know, Texas, whoever, wherever, and and you just get these really like precious moments that uh, uh, I don't know. It, it just again, it's one of those things that just does something to me where it's like wow. That, that was a really sweet kind of moment that I got to have with this total stranger. And mm-hmm. that's also what I love about Instagram. So like when I was talking to, to Luke, like kind of we were going back and forth, like kind of sharing music. And, and I was listening to some of the music that he was recommending. And I was recommending some music. And again, just those moments where I get to learn about someone that I've never met before. I, I don't know. And you have these sweet moments and, you know, I got to see, you know, a little bit about your family and stuff and like that's that's like really cool to me just meeting new people and, and being able to, again, just have those moments. They're second to none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I, I, was, I was saying to my missus earlier that I was like, oh, I'm doing a podcast tonight so make sure you don't come in the room or start hoovering the house just because I don't want the noise. But she was asking, you know, about yourself. And I was like, yeah, he's actually in Vegas at the moment. And she's like, what? And I, you, you do take a moment. You think, like, something so simple, like I'm talking to someone halfway around the world who's yeah. like-minded. And I think, and, you know, since we've started Front, it's been very much the same. We've, you know, we've got some wicked people that send us messages and ask us yeah. questions. And it, it's awesome to discover what they're doing. And, again, it's kind of in the same circle, even though, 
we're all in different places. Yeah, and if, if it wasn't for the camera as like the conduit of having those conversations, like you guess they'd never really happen. The same as like meeting people in real life and meeting people online somehow because you're you've got this kind of mutual interest or when you see them in the street and you've got a camera and you've got a reason to speak to people um if that camera wasn't there you wouldn't just go up to somebody randomly and start hey i like your face uh let's chat for a little while but it's great it's like it's such a good icebreaker and i don't know yeah, yeah just reason to to talk to people you'd never know it's really cool uh, especially yeah. know that you've got a connection straight away I, i'm like that with skateboarding so I, I know i can if i see someone with a skateboard anywhere in the world i could probably go up to them and talk to them for an hour about skateboarding right yeah. it's the same with cameras i feel like even if it's controversial yeah. as well because you know let's say i was a diehard digital you know digital photographer that's all i want to do and you were just a film photographer we would still chat for hours on end about why I support oh, yeah. you and why you support films. So it's still interesting to go back and forth, even if you're not in the same circle of what you what you enjoy. Mm. Absolutely. And then and you know, like you guys said, just like that connection through this simple sort of tool that we use to kind of create art. And I think it's also that appreciation for art and for beauty that brings people together and kind of again opens it up for situations like this that you guys are kind of pioneering with with what you're doing here and, and that's why i'm such like a huge fan and especially seeing it from the ground kind of being built up as it goes it's like that's the coolest thing to me you have no idea like i'm a little nervous i'm trying not to like fan out a little bit but it's like that's <laughs> <Not cool. late. laughs> we haven't we haven't built the, the ground floor yet let alone uh, the rest yeah, of the floors yeah. but hopefully we'll get there yeah but like yeah like you guys are working towards it I, that's always something cool to me seeing like people have an idea or a dream and i have like friends a lot of my friends are very creative and and some of them not so much but even they have like dreams of what they want to do and just seeing them kind of go from that dreaming phase to you know what i'm actually going to start something and just talking to another friend of mine uh, a day, I think, yeah, I think it was yesterday and she's thinking about starting her own business and, you know, just working for herself and doing something to help people that she wants to help. And like that alone, it just got me so excited and jazzed for her and just rooting for her and everything. She hasn't like done any of it quite yet, but she's just on that way with mm -hmm. it. So again, seeing what you guys are doing, I know you guys are like modest and, and, and humble about it, but it's like really, Again, like it's inspiring to see, it's cool to see. And I think it just makes the world a little bit more smaller to where, again, you're bringing people together that I wouldn't have ever known about, which again is something that's amazing to me and, and I enjoy very much. And I'm learning about new photographers, small photographers that are really talented, but don't have like a following mm. and big photographers that have kind of been around that I've just never heard of because I obviously don't know everybody. So yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm super jazzed about what you guys are doing and uh, <laughs> yeah, can't say that. We appreciate yeah, that. That's cool. It is, I think it was one of the things that we were talking about on um, Instagram, like it's almost like a great leveler for uh, creating art. Like if, you're, if you've got the eye for taking a photograph, yeah. you can, as long as you point the camera in the same place with the same settings, you can kind of take a photo as good as, you know, one of the greats because it's just pointing a camera at something and pressing a button. 
And it's yeah, I think that's the, in the new age though. When you say the greats, the greats were documented because it was so hard to document back then. But now yeah. we have social media platforms. Yeah, the greats are considered people with a huge following, which I'm without a doubt they are great. Yeah, but you yeah. can meet people with nothing, and they are still great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's where the future will go without yeah. getting too deep. But, but it's like I, mean? I always use. Sean Tucker as an example, but if he put his camera in a place and took a photo and put that on Instagram, you could be standing next to him and take a photo. And if your settings were the same and you focused in the same place, you're going to take the same picture, but it's having that eye for it. And it's kind of the where where Instagram kind of muddies the water is... Um, he's got 200,000 followers. I use him as an example because he would be the first to say, doesn't matter how many followers you've got. It doesn't matter how many likes you've got. If it's, if it's good, it's good. Um, it's not about, yeah, getting like 50 likes or 2000 likes or whatever it is. Um, but it's kind of, it's why it's so cool. And you can just, you can, grab a camera and you can go out and just start using it. You don't have to study for years to create a painting or, you know, yes. learn a musical instrument. Like you can just start doing things straight away and you're immediately opened up to this whole community of people. Yeah. Like around the world. And um, that's why it's a great thing. And then from that, before I spoke to you, I had never listened to a Stevie wonder album back to back like an entire from from first song to last and you were like oh yeah check this album out so i did and I, I, ne I probably would never have done that otherwise so it's like it's cool that's you know i know there was oh, i can't remember what it's called now there's one song on there that i love i'll post a link to it and i'd never i probably wouldn't have ever heard that song like a random deep cut stevie wonder yeah. like and almost the last song on a really long album. Um, like, yeah, it's great. It's a really nice um, kind of way of looking at it, I think. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Stay tuned for part two. <laughs> when Luke and Jamie met Josh Francis, a photographer, you probably haven't heard of before. Is that good? No, because they will have heard of Josh Francis by then. They've just listened to 45 minutes of us talking to him. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so thank you for listening to Josh Francis talk we... to the boys up front. <laughs> Tune in next week to listen to part two. Mm. We love you. That's the end of part one. Um, we're going to put up the second part next week because otherwise it's just a bit too long. That'll do. That'll do. Tune in next week. Thank you. We love you. Register to our mailing list. Follow us. Follow Josh. Send us some love and we'll return the favour. Return the favour? We'll return that love. Mm. All right.